Hello, and welcome back to the Completing and Competing podcast. Uh, Today, we are starting a new series, and this series revolves around two words that we're very familiar with, competing and completing. And yes, I know I said those backwards to the way that our name reads, whether you're on following us on social media or looking at our website, Uh, but those are the words that define our ministry, and those are the words um, that are so incredibly important to who we are as people, and when we look look at those two words. Uh, We look at the word competing, and we've talked about this before. We're all competitors. We all have competitive drive, whether we're coaches or athletes. That is who we are. It is innate in our being. Uh, Then let's look at the word completing. And and yes, completing does happen on the field, whether it's the perfect pitch or the ace or the kill or the strikeout. But the completing that we're talking about here has nothing to do with an earthly perspective. The completing that we're going to be talking about here comes from Christ. This completing is something that is a gift to us through the death and resurrection uh, of his son, Jesus Christ. And it's a gift we get to willingly accept that we do not deserve, but get to live in this completion that he has given us. And then in return, allows us to compete freely on the field or on the court or wherever that sport is and whatever your field of play is. Um, Today, we have a very special guest. Uh, I was telling this guest before uh, we started recording this Zoom that I am a little bit fangirling tonight. Uh, I am a former college softball coach. I am a former softball player. So to introduce to you, Allie Aguilar. Allie, is currently on our Olympic team. She currently just got second. She is a silver medalist. So Ali, congratulations uh, on living in that space and earning that um, for our country. And if we look at Ali's career, um, I don't think there's anything Ali hasn't won. Uh, she played at the University of Washington at the most elite level. Um, you can rattle off her stats, Pac-12 first team, Pac-12 second team, Pac-12 this, Pac-12 this, all freshmen, all defense. <laughs> and then and when she wasn't killing it on the field, she was a Cosida All-American and killing it in the classroom and then moved to the professional world and, and was very successful at the Pan American Games, at the international game, currently also playing in Tokyo in her free time. Oh, and Athletes Unlimited. So competing is what Ali does. Uh, but I do not believe that is who Ali is. I think it is a piece of her, but I think the biggest piece of her um, is what I want her to share with us tonight. So Ali, the mic is now yours. Please tell us a little bit of your story, your background, um, and then let's just dive into this idea uh, of competing and completing and how do we do that um, intentionally on this earth? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I guess just to go into a little bit of my story um, about faith, like I didn't grow up in the church. Um, I guess you could say I came from a broken household just in the sense of my parents were divorced um, and they did the best to support me with what they had. But when I was three years old, my parents got divorced. So I feel like from the get go, that's kind of a not a good start in terms of that. And um, I just remember like this, uh, like struggles within my family, um, fights between my brother and my dad, um, you know, different things like that. And I just I felt like a an unrest constantly as a kid, just having that foundation. And, um, my mom would send us to like summer camp sometimes. So I would summer church camps, like just because she was so busy with work and like, she was trying to do her, her work and my dad was working. So it's like, just send her to these camps. So I feel like, um, from that is where the foundation of God, like was 
found for me. And sometimes when I would have those stressful moments, I just found myself like, even in elementary school, going back to my room and being like, God, I need help. You know, like, I don't feel peace. I need help. I didn't know who God was, didn't know who Jesus was just these summer camps. And, um, I feel like but there was what... something in you, Allie, that, that said, I I'm longing for this because you, yeah. as you can say, we don't, we don't know. And you probably didn't know in the intentionality in that relational space, but your soul was yeah. searching for something from a young age. Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, we know that God gives peace. He gives hope. He gives love. And I wasn't necessarily feeling those things, um, even as a young child. And so I realized that, yeah, there is something bigger than myself that is out there, um, I need help from. And so I felt like that was my first like real encounter, like being in ele- elementary school, just like reaching out to this God. I didn't really know, but I just knew from these summer camps. And so, um, but then kind of just like, it went off to the wayside. And then in high school, I remember being in a relationship with my, with my boyfriend and we broke up and I felt like my whole world just kind of like stopped. Like my whole identity was wrapped up in this relationship. And I feel like I made an idol out of my boyfriend. And if I didn't have him, then I didn't have anything. And so then that's where I feel like God was reintroduced. And I, and I was like, okay, there's still that hole in my heart that shouldn't, it doesn't feel right that there's this hole in my heart just because a relationship ended. And that really brought me back to my knees and like, um, it sounds silly now, like, you know, it's just a high school breakup, but like for me in that moment, I, I feel like God allowed that to happen and allowed that hold my heart to be revealed so that I could come back, um, to him and be like, yeah, I felt this feeling multiple times where it's like, which I think is very relatable for a lot of us. Like it's this feeling where you're like, ah, just something's missing. Like, yes. And, but immediately when you go to God, like you feel peace and it's like, this is where I'm meant to be. So I felt like in high school, that moment happened for me. And I was like, this has happened. Even though I'm young, like, I feel like that's, you know, sometimes it can take people longer, whatever the journey is, God knows. But I just was like, this has happened enough times to where like, I want to give my life to this because this, this feels right. You know, it's that conviction. And I, I believe in that moment. Yeah. Accepting God and now just allowing the Holy spirit to convict me. And I just feel like I've grown from that moment that I decided to like give him that void of my heart. No, it's beautiful. And I think we all can make the joke that if we look back at our high school relationships, it's like, was my heart really shattered? Like, was I going to, like, it wasn't over, but in that moment it was in that that moment, moment, your heart was so broken and I, and that's real, but it's also, again, what relationship am I pursuing there? Am I pursuing this earthly relationship that is obviously falling short or am I pursuing this eternal relationship that constantly is going to be my living water and my living, like my living life. But I don't know that. Right. But it's, again, it's just God dropping those little breadcrumbs. It's like, Hey, Allie, Hey, Allie. I think he just sits up there and he's like, Hey, Sarah, Hey, Sarah. Okay. You missed that one. Okay. I'm going to give you another one. Hey, Allie, we missed that one. I'm just going to give you one more. (laughs) Oh, he's so patient. I feel like, but he meets us halfway in that. And I, like he's not gonna, um, I've heard it like he's a gentleman. He's not gonna like force himself on you. He wants you to make that choice and he wants you to meet him like halfway with it. But yeah, I feel like I'm like, he's so sweet. Like he's so, he's so patient with us and gracious towards us. And I feel like, I don't know, it, it feels like he's put it on my heart so heavily. Like that is my purpose and is to be in relationship with him. Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah. 
like, oh, I'm, I have shivers. I, I have goosebumps. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's just, and I love how he just meets us where we are. Like we talked about that a lot on our last series of tell me your story. And each person had such a different story and, and a collection of memories and moments that made them them, but God met them so intentionally right in that space. So again, it goes back to the word patience that you used. Mm -hmm. I just think it's this intentional love. That's like, Hey, like, I see where you are. I have something better for you. Let's just come over here. Come with me. Follow me. That's what Jesus said. He said, follow me. It's like my, my, my burden's light. Let's go. Come over here. And I just love that. I love that for you. So when you look at that, and again, we haven't even got to college. We haven't even got to going to the U and and playing at this elite level and in the biggest competition. But what was that like for your faith as well um, as as you transitioned from from high school to college? Yeah, freshman year was, I mean, I feel like other people can relate to this, but like freshman year was the hardest year for me, just with everything new you're going from like being raised in your, your household to your family ways, you know, to then a ton of people that are raised differently. There's like, I, I was more shy. So I, it was hard for me to like socialize. It just felt like softball was another level. I'm going to this university. And so it just felt like everything was like going super fast. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling like out of control, like, I felt like nothing, nothing really felt like I had control over, you know, like, okay, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, nothing felt like I was like, okay, at least I have this handle, you know, so and I feel like if we polled everyone listening right now, and they were like, (laughs) in my freshman year of college, or if I'm currently sitting in my freshman year of college, like, she's speaking my language, she is speaking my life right now. Like, we're all we're all not that far off. And we've all definitely been in that space, myself included. Keep going. Yeah. And especially in that moment, like you feel like everyone else was like, they're doing fine. But like, I'm over here, like every day, just like trying to get by. And I feel like that also at the beginning of my freshman year, I did like, I feel like this is uh, not a good thing, but (laughs) I tested God a little bit. I was like, you know, I don't know about this God thing. Like I'm going to go full on into college. Like I'm going to do what I want to do. Like I, so even though I like gave my life junior year, I I remember saying, and like, obviously repented, but like, I was like, like, thank you for your honesty. Like we serve a God that is not intimidated by your questions. Like he was still present in those moments too, but you had to walk, walk through that. You had to experience those things. Yeah. I think just being away from my family, I was like, okay, God, like I'm going to do this on my own. Like, I remember actually saying that. I was like, how did you actually say that? But, um, yeah, like some of my friends were freaking out. They're like, what is Ali doing? Like she loves God. And it didn't last. It lasted like two months. And I was like, you know, in that moment again, it's like, I need him. Like I'm out of control. Like nothing feels like I can get a handle on anything. And so I felt like that's when I like recommitted again, obviously it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. And then like from there on, um, and I feel like, especially like junior, senior year, even, and then post-college is another thing, like just continuing to dive in. But I feel like the biggest challenges for me was softball and my performance. Like mm-hmm. it, it's something that like even post-college I've struggled with. And I think we continue to struggle with is like wanting the sport is so hard and you're going to fail so much, but but like 
you still want to perform well. And I feel like anytime I didn't perform well, I felt that was who I was. That was yep. like the type of person I was that day. If I went four for four, like I was like, no one can talk to me bad because I'm the best, you know, yeah, or like, absolutely. and then I go over four when I'm over four, like I'm the t- terrible. And I just like, something is wrong with this. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a really humbling thing and a really, we have to relearn because we've been taught, like you need to play well to get seen by colleges, to get recruited, to go to the highest level. Like you can't, you can't go over four to get, you know, every game to get to college. Like, no, absolutely. But but that doesn't change your identity. And so I I felt like college, the most challenging thing was performance because obviously you're at a different level and you're not going to play as well. And there's going to be times where you like, I think there was a streak where I went like over 16 or something like that because I was so wrapped up in the performance base, but that brought me to my knees again. Like, God, like something's wrong with this. Like I need to surrender. Like I need to surrender yeah. my performance. I need to surrender softball. Like I need, I need to know who you've said, you say that I am and who you've called me to be, you know? And I want, I want to live in that truth. Like, cause he gives us obviously access to that. Like he, you know, Jesus died on the cross so that we can be free. Like, so we shouldn't, you know, the verse in Galatians five that said, so we're not like bound to yoke of slavery anymore. Like he's called us to freedom. So if that's available, like I want to walk in that and I want to be obedient to like who you've called me to be. I want to shine as a light in that freedom that you've called me to. And so it was like a lot of wrestling with performance and trying to relearn like who does God say that I am? Like who, what is my identity truly? Absolutely. No, I, I love that because that's it, right? That's that when we're constantly, you say it, you, you go through the recruiting process and it's, you have to be elite and you have to do this and you have to do this. And then you're going to get recruited and then you're going to go to the school. And then I get there and I have to check this box and check this box and check this box and not saying that any of those things are bad right? Competing is not bad. Wanting to excel is not bad. Having standards for your game is not a bad thing. But when my identity is solely found in that performance, God has called me to so much more than that. And that's what you're saying. So here's my next question. When did that shift for you? Or is this still an ongoing battle that you are, are you're in the middle of it? I feel like, I do feel like it's an ongoing battle. Um, but I do feel like at each level, level, like high school being one college being one pro being one, I've allowed God to like renew my mind in it. Like I've like stepped up being able to like accept the performance and realize, like recognize like, okay, like this is still who you say that I am, you know, and this is, I'm not based on my performance. And I feel like even you reading all of those things that I've done, I'm like, but I did, cause, cause I did feel, <laughs> I did feel like, I'm like, Oh, just get to the next level. Just get, to the next level. you know, like, just like make the USA team and then make it again and then make it again. And then you go to the Olympics, you know, and then you want to perform at the Olympics. But yeah, truthfully, I feel like like at the Olympics was one of the first times I did feel free. Like I just stepped on the field the first game and it's like, this is only God. Like the way that I got here is only by the grace of God. And I just had like extreme amount of joy. Like I was just smiling, like oh, we got one out. Like I'm here. Do we did it, guys. You know? <laughs> and like, it was the high, it was the highest level, but 
I don't know. It just, I, it was crazy because I had the most amount of joy. And that's the thing that I think like me and my teammates all really fight for is like, we want to find joy and freedom in this game because there's so much temptation. I feel like it even should be called temptation to be stressed, to be fearful, to be worried, to be um, just not confident. Like there's so many temptations that makes sense. But like, we are, we have the ability to like shine as lights and be different. And that's only possible through Christ. So yeah, I only feel more, more free, but I feel like kind of like every day is like, you have to wake up, deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow him. Like every day is still like a, I have to choose the freedom if that makes sense. Cause I could, no, easily absolutely. Choose, I could easily choose the fear. You know, it's easy to choose 100%. And I think that's like this, this, I don't, you don't want to say it's a lie, but this idea that, that, oh, once we're saved, everything's great. That's like, oh, you're saved. So everything's fine. It's like, no, it's, it's probably 10 times harder because now Mm -hmm. I'm aware of these things and I'm aware of, of the things I get to live in and the, and the grace and the forgiveness and the love and all of these things. And, and as much as it is a free gift, I want to add up to that too. And that's awful to say, because again, like God loves us exactly the way that we are. But again, it's still challenging. And it's now it's not just about me. And you mentioned your teammates. It's like, no, I want to do this with them. Like, I want to be in this space with them because God didn't call you, Allie, to do this alone or me, Sarah, to do this alone. He called us to do it as a group. So then it's like, okay, now I have this amazing team and let's go live this out. Like, let's go live in this joy and this love and the space that said, yeah, we're here, but let's just enjoy every second of it. Did it mean you guys weren't competing? Absolutely not because you were competing like I've never seen before. But the joy, like you said, I could see it. Again, like I told you, I watched every game. So I can see it when you're playing. There is a sense of joy and camaraderie and completion. And knowing your story now, that's a completion in Christ. It's not a completion of, oh, I've made the Olympic team. It's, no, I get the ability to play this game at the highest level because of what God has done in and through my life. And I just think that's so beautiful. Yeah, because when we... I mean, nothing satisfies, I mean, the Olympics are like here compared to like relationship with Jesus, because like, I remember we got to the village, like where we all stay during the Olympics and it was more of like, it wasn't like a worldly, like, oh my gosh, we're at the Olympics. It was like, God, you did this. Yeah. Like just in uh, like an amazement at him. And like, there's like the view is beautiful. Like we were, um, overlooking the bay and there was a huge bridge that was lit up. And it was just like me and a couple of teammates went to the, like the steps where it overlooked onto the water. And we were just in awe and we started like worshiping. One of my teammates can play guitar and we were just like, Oh my gosh. And in that moment, like one moment, like worshiping him, like thanking him was better then like one moment with him is like better than the entire Olympics. I know that sounds crazy to say, but like, I, I truly believe that like the only thing that has satisfied, the only thing that like deserves the glory is, is him, not myself or the, the level of play. I just dropped the mic. I might just throw my mic right now. Like it might just be over. We might just hang up. No, I think that. And again, that's why when I, when we had talked and I I had asked you to come on, 
that's, that's the message. Like, yes, like you said, like get through my stats as fast as you can. Like, and again, amazing career still going, but you're glorifying God every single step of the way. And you're saying, Hey, you're with me. You're with me. Hey, you want to hear about this? You can be with me too. And let's go do that. So, and you kind of unpack this a little bit, and this will probably be my final question for you. Maybe a couple more. I might throw, might throw one more in there, yeah, um, yeah. but but what would you say to a younger athlete? What would you say to them when their identity is found in their stat line and, and they are not being forced to think that way, but that's earthly nature is I have to succeed and I have to do these things. Um, what is something you could say to your younger self at the University of Washington who is so worried about their stats and excelling and performing? What would you say to, to younger Allie? Um. I mean, I, I mean, first, if it's someone that like, doesn't believe, believe in God, like I would say like, nothing is like, there's always going to be that void there mm-hmm. without giving your heart to Jesus. Like, I believe everyone has a Jesus sized hole, you know, and Absolutely. like softball's never softball's so fun. And it's like, it's gives you a rush at times. And, um, you, you know, you, the game is, is joyful, but it's, it's only temporary and it's not like continuous. And I feel like the joy that Jesus gives is anytime, any hour, you wake up in the middle of the night, you know, like you could be doing nothing, you could be, you know, and it's, it's constant. And, um, like I even like just the other day, I think I had it, I had a good game. But I was just feeling tired and I came back and I just to my room and I just was like, and I just like wanted to like pray and sing to Jesus. And like, I just, I just feel peace, but like, it was a great game. Like I had so much fun, but at the same time, like, just like nothing compares to like being in, in God's presence and like experiencing his joy. So I'd say like that, like, there's constant joy and constant peace and in him and just I would say not feeling the pressure like don't don't feel pressure of the worldly things I guess like when I was being recruited or when I was in college worried about performance like I felt like there was reasons for it like it was reason like well yeah you can be fearful like of course you want this scholarship so like like that's a lot that's really stressful so like, you know, but I feel like he's like, God's called us to, um, freedom and joy and given us access to that. And I feel like sometimes we fall into the worldly temptation instead of like, you know what, I'm not feeling great today. And I'm really stressed about my performance and whether I'm going to get recruited, but like, this is what God says. He says that I have the right to be, you know, free through his son, Jesus. And, you know, like just speaking that truth, whatever the scriptures are, and then choosing to act out in that, um, despite what the t- your teammates around you can be doing. And I do think that when we truly walk in the fullness of like what God says that we can walk in, like it will impact and radiate on to other people, um, and instead of kind of being influenced, which isn't always bad, like people have good advice and like stuff like that. But like, um, with God being the source, I feel like, um, 
being influenced by him and then being able to pour that out onto your teammates. I feel like, I think people would be surprised, like even young athletes would be surprised, like how it can work that way. It doesn't have to work like, ah, okay, I'm going to go to Jesus, you know, like it can work from him through us teammates. Yeah. I mean, that's, we are, we are his disciples. We are his hands and feet. That is who we are called to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that because I can feel him in you. And, mm-hmm. and you've said one Bible scripture, right? Like you, you quoted Galatians and it's like, no, you just live it out. Right. Like that's, that's what it is. Just, yeah. just go love people so intentionally well mm-hmm. and know that the love and the grace and the forgiveness that you mm-hmm. get to live in is what everybody deserves. And people are like, oh yeah, Allie's a little bit different. And now the door's open. Yeah, guys, I am. Because let me tell you about this guy who hung on a cross for the sins of the world. And if it was just you and only you, he would have done the same thing. And mm-hmm. I get to live in that freedom and yeah. I get to live in that space. And guess what? So do you. And they're like, Wow different. I'm like, yes, welcome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Final question. Mm-hmm. You said on your bio for USA softball that if you were not playing softball, you would open a coffee shop that had a really cute name and do a Bible study and have a prayer room. I want to know what that coffee shop's going to be called. Oh, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Um, I have no idea. Honestly, I wrote that in my bio like four years ago, but I still would do that. That is still something um, that's on the table? Possibly. Okay. I haven't thought about it in a while, but I okay. do love coffee shops. I do love prayer rooms. I would love to have that environment. Like I would love to have that environment for people to come into. Hmm. Okay. What should I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, TBD on the name of Ali Aguilar's coffee <laughs> shop. With Maybe you could uh, give me some suggestions. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Podcast. Whoever's <laughs> listening to the podcast, Ali wants to know your suggestions for her coffee shop. Completely Jesus centered, awesome prayer room, great Bible study space. She needs your help. So that's what we need. Uh, Ali, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm just in awe of your story and in awe of the way um, that God is using you uh, to glorify his kingdom with every step that you take. So Ali, is there any closing remarks you would like to give to our listeners uh, before we let you go and prepare for your next game? Um, (laughs) No, I think that's it. Just I feel like giving giving him like everything is worth it. I feel like sometimes we're on the edge of, you know, should we go, do we really want to believe in Jesus? Do we really, you know, there's that like, but I feel like we have to make the choice and giving him your life and like choosing to follow him is a hundred percent worth it. Amen. She drops the mic again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Allie, I am going to pray us out. Uh, then we will send you on your way. Uh, but again, thank you for being present with us. Your story is beautiful and it has God's name written all over it. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for this space. Thank you for allowing Allie and I could to connect, uh, to talk about you because that's what it's about. 
Um, we can read off her stats and know that you have blessed her with the ability to play this game, but your biggest blessing is something you gave her through your son, Jesus Christ. Uh, and through his death and resurrection, she is able to compete freely on a field um, at any level. And she is there to be your beacon of light on whatever field that she is on, whatever team she is associated with. She is your light. She is your hands and feet. So we are just so thank you for Ali Aguilar, Lord, and, and what you are continuing to do in her heart and soul and what you will continue to do uh, in her life moving forward as she continues to glorify you. Uh, Lord, we are so thank you for your love. We are so thankful for your grace that we do not deserve, but willingly accept every day of our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, Allie, so love you. Uh, thank you again for being on the podcast with us. Um, listeners, so love you for everything that you are and all that you will continue to become. Have a God-blessed day.